This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for giving me some time on the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Week 12 is now in the books. Thank God. We don't have to relive any of it, whether it was the Giants and Patriots exploding for 17 points on Sunday or the Bears and Vikings going three full hours last night to treat America to one touchdown. But hey, no pee in the Cheerios, Mac. Give Matt Eberflus the benefit of the doubt. The Bears head coach finally knows what it's like to beat a divisional opponent and he'll get another chance at it in 12 days when the Bears take on the Lions again after their bye week. I'd love to give you a ton of reasons why I was inspired by the Bears last night, but I'd be full of shit if I did because offensively, that's about as impotent as those good numbers ever can get. The high completion percentage of Justin Fields' passes because he's throwing everything horizontally. Luke Getze last night rarely giving Fields an opportunity to stretch the defense. When they did late in the game, it was a 36-yard bullet Fields through to DJ Moore that set up the game winner from Cairo Santos, Mr. Reliable, who sullied a nine-minute drive on the first possession of the game for the Bears by pushing a field goal wide right just a little bit. I thought the Bears offense was bad last night. I I cannot give Justin Fields a ton of credit for a comeback win that he he was the reason they had to come back, you see. He doesn't protect the ball. This was the Denver game all over again when Fields coughed it up. Jonathan Cooper, a teammate of Fields at Ohio State, with the strip sack and the return for a touchdown, why the Bears lost one of those games early in the season. They should have won. Well, they don't take care of the ball. Fields doesn't take care of the ball, and they pull off what no one's done before in the Super Bowl era. Go on the road, not score a touchdown, lose two fumbles or more, have 75 yards in penalties or more, and come away with a win. I don't know who keeps the list of uh, of <laughs> those criteria. It doesn't sound like that would be a, a, a fun list. It doesn't sound like it would involve much time because the Bears were the first team to do it. And these penalties, the pre-snap penalties, just aren't going away. You know, when the Vikings said no, they declined several. The Bears had eight penalties called on them in the first half alone but the Vikings didn't accept all of them. Man, this this Bears offense is is woeful. And I I like what Cole Komet has become. 
I I have I've seen enough before of Fields before the game against the Vikings. Don't need any more. But if you need more proof, he turns the ball away, turns the ball over at the most inopportune times. He does it consistently, and it's time to look for the next guy. Don't you think? Haven't you seen enough? Man, what an effort made by the Bears defense to force force young Joshua Dobbs into all kinds of nightmares last night. The tip drill looming large for the Bears. Interceptions from Brisker and from Gordon and from Edwards all on the tip. And Jalen Johnson got his pick on turning and stretching for the ball. And this time he caught it. He should have had a pick six for the second straight week against the Vikings, but he didn't catch the ball. That's the first thing you got to do before you take it into the end zone. I want to let you know you can get extra value this football season with Bet Rivers Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. Bet $10 in same game parlays with the squares icon to earn a square. This past weekend in the NFL was awful. There were some really terrible football games. There are some terrible quarterbacks who are forced to start right now. When I say terrible, I mean by NFL standards. Some of these guys did very nice things at the amateur level, and maybe they have had a moment or two as pros where they did a few things right. But as the schedule winds down here, and we look at more and more at the backups getting opportunities to play. It's not an easy league to watch right now. God, there were some brutal games. The Patriots and Giants, the, the Titans were what, two of 14 on third down. I mean, these, these teams just, just don't have any semblance of offense. And one of them is a playoff team right now. The Pittsburgh Steelers look like they're going to the postseason. Lots of luck with Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, whoever it is. That team can't throw the football either. And Fields is right there with the bad. He is. As exciting as he can be from time to time, he doesn't protect the football. And the Vikings were going after it. Daniil Hunter has vexed him before. He has been a thorn in the Bears' side since he came into the league, and he had one of the two strips on the Bears' quarterback last night. Josh Metellus, number 44, the third or fourth-year guy out of Michigan, the safety, who was all over the field last night. He got fields on the second fumble after a big gain out near midfield, and the Bears cough it up right after the touchdown pass from Dobbs to uh, TJ Hawkinson. So with three and a half minutes or so left in the game, it looked like the Bears were going to come home with nothing. It looked like a 10-9 to finish. But Fields throws that strike to DJ Moore, who is hurting after the win last night. He's, uh, he's banged up. He was shown wincing on the sidelines several times last night, including after that big play. That sets the table for the heroics of Cairo Santos. So with the Bears now hitting the bye with a record of 4 and 8. Let's take a look at those four wins. They beat Minnesota, who did not have their starting quarterback. Actually, the Vikings were no no worse than they were with 
Cousins. Uh, from an interception standpoint, they were obviously because Dobbs threw four of them in Monday night's loss. But on third down, the Vikings were two of nine. They were two of 13 when Cousins was their quarterback against the Bears in a game the Bears just could not, no matter how much they tried to win that game, they just refused it. They just, the Vikings gifted them and gifted, and the Bears just said no. The Bears didn't want that. So the Bears have beaten the Vikings, and they beat the Panthers, who fired their head coach, Frank Reich, Monday after a 1-10 start. You know, I hate to be the I told you so guy, but I told you so on Frank Reich. When they ma- named him the head coach, my tweet was immediately, and the Panthers are on the clock for 2024. That sure looks like that's coming to fruition. So Reich is gone. The Bears beat him. They beat Josh McDaniels earlier in the year. You remember that Raiders outfit that came to Soldier Field with Brian Hoyer at quarterback and a a Raiders team that was not playing hard and had the hands on the hips all afternoon. Just didn't look like it wanted to be anywhere near a football field. So that is a, uh, that's a feather in the cap of the Bears head master. And uh, don't forget they beat Ron Rivera in the Washington Commanders to get it started this year on Thursday Night Football. I think that was in week five, week five or week six, when the Bears won that game 40-20. to Now, Jack Del Rio since has been fired by the Commanders. So lose to the Bears, lose your job. Kevin O'Connell, watch your step today at the Vikings facility. And if you want to go back last year, to look at the Eberflus wins. If you want to do the tale of the tape on Matt Eberflus, it doesn't take all day to look at his seven career victories. You can go to opening day last year in the 23, uh, 22 season when they beat San Francisco in uh, on a rainy day at Soldier Field. Trey Lance was the quarterback for the 49ers that day. Uh, he got hurt, and Jimmy Garoppolo came on in relief, but Kyle Shanahan opening last season with Lance at his number one. They also beat the Houston Texans last year, and the Texans were kind enough to uh, to do the Bears a favor and get them the number one pick late in the year. So they did Eberflus two favors. The Bears were two and one, I was reminded by Sam Michael. At the beginning of last football season, they were two and one before the tumble came, and the only other win of the season came against New England. So I guess if Matt Eberflus doesn't win another game in his life as a head coach, he can say he beat the GOAT, Bill Belichick, during the 2022 season when his Bears went 3-14, and and one of those wins was against the greatest coach of all time. So he can do that. He can tell his grandkids that if he so desires. I would love to see the Bears get after the passer regularly the way they did last night. They were really good, and Montez Sweat is where it started. I thought he was good last night. I thought Jervon Dexter got better penetrations uh, than he had been getting. I'm I'm waiting for these first-year players. Other than the the corner, Tyreek Stevenson, who wasn't available last night, and the Bears did miss him, um, I'm waiting to see more of these first-year guys, Pickens and Dexter, make big plays. 
I, I'm waiting for Ngakwe to, to, to show up and earn that free agent deal he picked up in the offseason. This will be his one-hit wonder with the Bears. He'll find a new taker next year. But the Bears, the Bears were improved from a pass rush standpoint, even though they only got a couple of sacks. They harassed Dobbs much of the night. And uh, the Vikings did the same, but the Bears were throwing the ball horizontally, so it didn't matter. Everything is to the side. Everything is short. And have you had enough of watching Fields throw the ball into the chest of a, of a lineman who has already left the ground? He's up in the air. He's covering eight or nine feet from the ground to the top of his fingertips. And Fields throws it right between his numbers after the guy's jumped. Throws it right off of, uh, was it Wanham? Number 98, <laughs> sound like Jim Irwin, the former Packers announcer. Um, one of them is, uh, yeah, they got 98 and 99 in Vikings colors, and he's throwing it right in the middle of 98. You can't do that. He does that a lot. He's lucky he didn't have one of those taken in on him last night. Fields just doesn't protect the ball well enough. And I'm ready to see Roshan Johnson break a tackle in the open field a little bit more. Than he has. I had high expectations with this guy, about as high as you can have for a running back who wasn't even a starter in college and was drafted in the fourth round. But that seems to be the trend these days. You're not seeing teams taking running backs in the first and second rounds. You figure you can just do it by committee by getting guys in the middle rounds. And that's what that's what the Bears had in mind with Johnson. He is clueless in pass protection. He almost got Fields killed last night. Uh, it just, you gotta put your pads on the guy, man. Don't be such a, uh, Ivan Pace Jr. is a much larger, more physical man, number 40 on the Vikings, but you gotta get your face in there. You gotta get nasty with him. You gotta hit him. Be shoving him. He's just awful in protection and he doesn't break. He doesn't break tackles. I'm, I'm waiting to see him juke a guy or run, a, run away from a guy. I'm waiting to see little glimpses of him as a special player and he's he's reached serviceable that's about as high as the bar I, I that's about high grade as I can give him I had higher expectations I wanted these rookies to have good seasons Tyreek Stevenson didn't play last night he's probably been their best rookie this year Tyler Scott we're still waiting to see him make consistent contributions as well as the other defensive linemen I mentioned um, in summation, it is the bye week. What in the world will you do to survive a Sunday, a, a whole weekend with no bears this coming? I think you'll manage to do just fine. I think you will find some other NFL teams to, uh, to settle upon as this league is just continuing to get more interesting. And it's not always a good interesting. I mentioned how bad the quarterback play is around the league. It really was was a pretty rough week. There were some points scored by the usual suspects, teams like Dallas, who are going to put points on the board. The Chiefs had a nice offensive game against the Raiders this past week, but there there's a there's a lot of spinning of wheels this past week. The Philly Buffalo game was good. That that that's pretty good. That's about as good as it gets in late November, and hopefully we'll have a few of those to save us the rest of the way because there certainly is an ample selection 
of trash from which to choose on Sunday. I cannot defend this NFL as ardently as I like to, as as vociferously as I often am. It's not been a good year for this league. In the last few weeks, it really has suffered. Now, every week we find something that drops our jaws. There will be a, a Tyreek Hill touchdown run that changes a game for the Dolphins or a T.J. Watt strip sack that changes a game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's always something special happening. But on balance, the last month has really been a tough watch in this NFL. The quarterbacks are not good. And you might have heard Tom Brady talk about it recently. Very emotionally for Tom Brady. Doesn't like the player development. Doesn't like the coaching. Well, you know, Tom Brady walked away from the game. He's the best who ever did it. You have some other guys who aren't playing this year. Aaron Rodgers, hurt in the Jets opener. Done for the year. Some think he's probably well past his best days anyway. Russell Wilson having a little bit of a renaissance year. Um, and, you know, maybe he's going to wind up wind up earning that money with the Denver Broncos after a real rough start last year under Nathaniel Hackett and a real rough start this year, frankly, under Sean Payton. But they seemingly have got that thing right in Denver, at least for the short term. But there's, you know, there are not a lot of exciting quarterbacks to watch in this league. You got Tua. You've got Mahomes. You've got Josh Allen when he's not throwing the ball to the defense. He's always done that, by the way. It's not new. He score, He throws a lot of touchdowns. He throws a lot of interceptions. He's tops in both in the last five years. Uh, you don't have uh, Justin Herbert to, uh, to wow you because his team is fading quickly. The Chargers muscling, muscling all of one touchdown. Out of this past Sunday's date, it's just, it's bad. The quarterbacking is bad, but we're going to see special things this weekend because there will be teams that show up and play defense too, right? Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Give me Patrick Queen, number six, or Roquan Smith. Let me watch those Ravens go at it. Maybe I can adopt them. I, them, I still have the golf shirt. Um I was given to me by the agent who represents John Harbaugh. Ooh, there's an I'm happy for you. You know the agent of John Harbaugh, and he gave you a Ravens golf shirt. We're happy for you. Yeah. Uh, be back in a couple of days with more of the games people play. And I hope you have a good middle of your week as we look forward to week 13 in the NFL and having a week without the Bears, having the Big Ten title game. I will talk about that in my next podcast with you. And I want to thank Adam Delavitt, who is Baby Capone. He's the guy who makes everything happen at the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Adam, uh, Adam has been with me for a long, long time. I have known the man for 22 years, and he is as solid as they come. Sam Michael is our executive producer. Also want to thank Alex Pastor, Troy Mocker, and Randy Merkin for everything they do behind the scenes. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Do it on YouTube if you like so you can watch the interviews when I get them. And there will be more coming, I promise you, because Connor Bedard, hoo hoo, he's just getting warmed up. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan McNeil. See you soon. 
Thanks for listening to the Danny Mac Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.